makes us modern. I don't feel very modern, except, oh, I always start off with something that's banal, so I'm going to do it again today, not always. Um, What I consider modern these days is if you have modern shoes on. Okay, and you're saying, where is she going with that? Well, I was in a shoe department, and I had this experience. I looked around, and I thought, stilettos are in style. Then I turned over, Wedgies are in style. Then I, short boots are in style. Short boots in the summer are in style. Tennis shoes are in style. Everywhere I look, there was a different style of shoe in the shoe department. Unlike the years that I have known shoes to be, everybody's wearing the same shoe. The same, you know, not the same shoe, but they're all wearing high heels and pointed toes or whatever. So I'm glad to talk to you today about what I want to talk about. Created, called, conformed. You know how I love alliteration. Created, called, conformed. And the shoe department reminded me that we are created differently and unusually and by God and called by him. And then we are conformed to his pleasure. Oh, his pleasure in us and his pleasure in how he gifted us and would like for us to use those gifts. So I'm going to chat with you just for a few minutes about what these words mean and how they mean what they mean to you. You are what you do. Have you heard somebody say that? Ever hear someone? You are who you hang out with, I say. The scripture reminds us that if we hang out with ruffians, we turn into ruffians. You are who you hang out with. You are what you do or do what you are. Do what you are. This phrase, do what you are, comes from a favorite of mine, a man who my husband and I had the pleasure of meeting and knowing and spending some time with in the East Coast. His name is Oz Guinness, and this book is a book that he wrote called The Call, The Call. And he said, instead of you are what you do, calling says, do what you are. The nuance there is very, very important. We've been talking about listening um, in the last few weeks and how we listen. And I told the story of how God called me to do what I'm doing. How just the very act of listening to him, um, I began to do something I had no intentions of doing. Now, my husband often laughs at me and says, but you didn't have any intentions. I said, and then he contradicts himself and says, you have too many intentions. And and I am like that. Uh, I intend to do a lot of things. I'm open to a lot of things. I'm easily, um, uh, easily can see how that would be profitable. So I've had to learn in my life when to do what. But you are what you do. 
I, I never wanted to be that. But you are what you do if we start doing something that we didn't plan to do. Or in this case, because we're talking about being called, do what you are, as Guinness says. And an old friend um, in, a, in Book Matter, I've never met him. His name is Nawin, and he says a few sentences about quiet, solitude, silence. More often than not, we not only desire to do meaningful things, but we often make the result of our works the criteria of our own self-esteem. And then, not only have successes, we become our successes. Before we are fully aware of it, we have sold our soul to the many grade givers. Then we become what the world makes us, grade givers. I love that phrase. I, I never heard anyone else use it except him. Grade giver. Oh, do you live with a grade giver? Were you raised by a grade giver? What makes us want to do what others want us to do instead of doing what the creator, the one who created you, has called you to do? I use these three words, created, called, and conformed, because I want us to be certain that we remember the only way we can actually assume our calling or believe we have a calling. You know what a calling card is? You give someone your card, it has your name on it. I feel like God gave each of us a card that has our name on it. And he created us. Now, if I were created by a machine, I don't know that I could even talk about calling or called or do what you are because you are a machine. But you are created in God's image, unique, unusual, none like it anywhere else in the whole big, wide, wide, wide world. Oh, there are some who may look like you or talk like you or think like you or have some interest that you have. Yes, but there is no one like you. And then if you believe that the God who created the individual you really does have a purpose for your life, calling, calling, then... It's easier to receive that calling, to know that you've been called, and then conform to it because it's not up to you. It's not up to you. Now, in my day, as a young woman, a girl should go to college. Why should she go to college? Because mm, it was a proper education, um, and, and really there were a lot of uh, friends who didn't go to college. They couldn't afford to go to college. They didn't have any interest in studies or academics. They, they didn't go to college. But a girl should go to college. And in those days, you probably met someone you were going to marry when you got to college. But certainly after college, she should get married. And if she got married and had a college degree, there were three things you could do. You could be a secretary, you could be um, a teacher, and you could be a nurse. And the last two were two that fit into what was the next thing you should do, and that was have children, have children. So we here at Modern Homemakers for the past 30 years have been trying to support with vigor your choice to get married, your choice, your choice to have children, your choice, and your choice to take care of those children. When the ministry began, there was quite a kafoodle out on the scenes of America, public forum place, and that was uh, the kafoodle between the stay-at-home mom and the working mom. And the mommy wars have been going on for, for generations, for decades. They'll always be there. And we keep adding a new reflection to it. But 
in, in when we began talking about stay-at-home moms, our first name was um, Homemakers by Choice. We, we said this is your choice. It, it's a choice that matters, and it's a choice that you make. And we didn't think you made the choice after you had a baby to stay home or not to stay home. The choice was if you had a baby, then you were the vehicle that God called to create this baby, then stay home and take care of this baby. Now, does that mean you can't do anything else? No, it doesn't mean that at all, unless you're like my friend Kimmy, who has seven children, and then she has to stay home and take care of them, because there's no way anybody's going to come and take care of those, and she can't afford childcare for seven. Now, the oldest ones are already grown, and her last three are adoptees, and they have done a lovely job raising their seven children. That was my day. Then what happened after that? Well, what happened after that was often women had missed what they felt they wanted to do or what they felt created to do or called to do, and they got stuck, and the only thing they were created to do was to be mothers. And I have to tell you that I think, for me, Donna Otto, as honest as I can be with this audience who comes to listen to my wanderings, I, I think there was a time when I got stuck thinking this was the end goal, but God had a different plan. And where I didn't get stuck was taking the time to be silent with him, to remember that he wanted me to do something. Calling validates all vocations. Calling gives direction to our lives, gives directions to our lives. Uh, direction is so important. And what Oz is saying is, are you what you do? Or are you doing what you are? Do what you are. Do what you are, not when someone calls you to. In addition to created and called and conformed, I believe when we live out of our calling, we have a sense of belonging. I, I, I don't know why I do what I do. I don't even know how I do what I do. And I certainly didn't have a strategic four-year, five-year, 25-year plan to do what I do. But I kept listening. Hmm. We started podcasting when podcasting. I am a, a pioneer in the podcasting industry. Who could believe that I, a non-techie person, could ever be called a pioneer in the podcasting industry? But the team who was managing the ministry at that time said, you should podcast. You've heard me say this before. I said, yes, what is podcasting? So... It, it, when we find out where to start, we just keep staying in that stream, as Richard Foster calls it, a stream that we choose to live in. So I have a few verses that I want to, ah, uh, what do I want to do with them? Do I want to read them? No, I don't want to read them all, but I am going to give our producer the verses to put up, and I will read a couple of them in the next minutes I have left, okay? So these verses come together because of the created, called, and conformed. I love this quote. I, I use it often. It's, uh, behold God beholding you and smiling. Behold God. DeMello is the author of that quote. Behold God beholding you and smiling. <laughs> Did you ever have a vegetable garden? Did you ever have a child? Did you ever paint a canvas? Did you ever cook a meal? Did you ever? You behold it. You behold it and you smile at it. 
You smile at it. I have broccoli growing in my garden. I'm smiling at my gro- Behold, there is broccoli. Well, that is how God feels about us. Behold, behold, she is doing what I have called her to do. Now, in 1 Timothy 2, 2, he's, he's talking to us about prayer, about being conformed into the image of God. And he, he urges that supplication, prayers, intercessions, and thankful givings be made for everyone. And then he says, for kings and all who are in high positions, so that we may keep a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and dignity. And when I think about a quiet and peaceful life, I don't think about someone who is vexed in their spirit because they missed an opportunity, they made a bad choice. Um, I said this uh, earlier this week, if we if we do not believe that we are forgiven, then we cannot be free to be honest and share the parts of our life that form us. A calling leads us, it validates us, it gives direction, it helps us fit into. Is marriage a vocation or a calling? Is parenting a vocation or a calling? How do you find the answer and that you can stay when you've made a bad choice. How do you find the answer to these things? God gives direction in our life. And when we lean on his direction, we are able to recognize his creation in us and his his uh, calling in us and how he wants to use his creation and calling us to conform us to be like him. I don't like these notions that there are seven things we must do to be conformed, to be transformed, to be like him. That, that is not it. There's only one thing we have to do. We have to stay close and listen to his heart. That's all we have to do. Because uh, his heart is all I need to know. If I'm going to do what pleases him, I am his creation. So this is 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 17. However, that May, however that may be, let each of you lead the life that the Lord has assigned to which God called you. So you know what to do, how to do what to do? Well, you know what to do and how to do what to do if you are leading the life that God has called you to. How terrific it is to have his direction. How terrific it is to have his word in the Bible. How terrific it is to be a partner with him that can hear his voice and lead with his voice, lead from his voice. A spiritual direction, which is a, a spiritual formation practice, and I have been engaged in spiritual direction for decades, and I have supported spiritual directors and direction and meet with women as a spiritual director myself. What does that really mean? Am I directing them to do anything? No, I am helping them find their calling. I am helping them find what God is inviting them to. I'm helping them to be attentive and aware and listening with them to what God is calling them to do. Calling helps us to feel like we belong. We belong. We belong to him who created us. We belong to the community. I fit where I am. I fit where I am. I haven't had too much trouble saying I don't fit where I am. I, 
I just haven't. When I look back, I know there were times when I was wondering what in the world I was doing. And many times, including the writing of the first book, which you have never heard before, it, literally a publisher called me and asked me to write a book. And literally I said, I'm sorry, sir, but I don't know who you are or where you come from. I, I recognize your publishing house, but I'm not writing a book. I have no intentions of writing a book. And my husband said to me, well, you were almost rude to that person. I said, well, he just called and said I was going to be rich and famous, basically, because I was going to write a book, and I don't want to write a book. I am not a writer. And David's only counsel was, well, maybe we should consider this. That's all he said. Would you consider this? Would you ever consider this? And I, I thought, it's true. I made the decision. I didn't really ask God about it. The story is, of course, that nine books later, I, who was not going to write a book, when I tell people that story, women in the audience who have longed, pined for writing and having their name on the front of a book, espousing some truth and knowledge that they believe is important, and I tell them that story, they just, they're bummed. I mean, like, I didn't want to do it, I didn't plan to do it, and then some fine publishing house calls me and asks me to do it. When I feel like I belong, I have no need to look elsewhere. Think about that. Where is it in your life that you're looking elsewhere or you're hiding from or you're running to something else to avoid being wherever you are? Wherever you are, be all there. Jim Elliott, Jim Elliott, wherever you are, be all there. Be present in it. Don't be disobedient to what God's calling you to. Calling also creates community. In our call, in our world, we are called to be at peace. We are called to be at peace and abide in what he has called us to do. When we get married and have kids, you know, we maybe we go to a church or a Sunday school class or we join a club with other young married couples and we meet friends. That's how we do it. Then we get kids and they go to school and we meet girls in school or we go to church and we meet, we meet people. That, that becomes something we have in common. And when we have something in common, we create community, same church, same vocation, all the things that we get to do that last, community lasts for a lifetime. So I'm created, I'm called, I'm conformed to that calling, and what it brings about is belonging and community, belonging and community. I'm going to talk to you next week about respect and what respect looks like in the world of people-pleasing, but a lot of this respect we have or don't have for ourselves has to do with whether we believe we are created, called, conformed. They're not just a bunch of C words. They are, yes, C words, an alliteration which I love, but they're all true. We're created, called, conformed, and when we abide in these callings, we feel a sense of belonging and are a part of a community that lasts a lifetime. Blessings to you. Blessings to you. Timothy was certainly happy to remind us that what we had learned, we were committing to faithful men who would teach others. And I'm praying that whatever God is calling you to do, you will be committed to it and help others learn to do it as well. The things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, commit to faithful men 
who can teach others. I'm not talking about standing on the platform. I'm talking about living in front of others. So I pray that you will continue to remind yourself that you are created and called by God. I'm Donna Otto. This is Modern Homemakers. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make a very uncommon day of understanding your calling. Well, thank you so much for the many emails and PSs to emails about subjects and things you're interested in hearing from Modern Homemakers. I always have to say thanks for listening. But we want you to continue offering these for the next couple of weeks. The Sermon on the Mount is still on the table, and I think you're laughingly saying she's going to do that anyway. I am going to do some of it, but I also want to know how seriously I should dig into it and how many shows you might be interested in listening to about the Sermon on the Mount. So if you will send us an email. I'm responding to all those emails personally, and I'll look forward to hearing from you and the topics that would encourage you the most in 2021 from Modern Homemakers.